Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event weekly Bible study for September uh, 19th, 2010. I just realized I'm only on page eight of a 34-page study. It was not looking good, again, for me getting through this. I hate to say that, but um, in order to thoroughly address these subjects, you know, it's just, it's just almost impossible to get through it anymore. So, next article. Is entitled, The Left Pushes Anti-Military, Pro-Gay, Pro-Abortion Bill Next Week. This is from Traditional Values Coalition. And again, I'm, I'm, you may not agree with everything, I'm sure I don't, regarding maybe that particular thing, but what we're doing is we're trying to glean from the truth that's available out there, and on this particular thing they bring up a lot of good points. The Senate has scheduled a vote on the National Defense Authorization Bill this Tuesday. This bill contains language that imposes open homosexuality on US on the US military by overturning a 1993 law banning homosexuality. This puts conservatives in a bind who want to support our national defense but don't want to vote uh, to overturn the ban. Next thing it does, it requires military hospitals to perform abortions. What is the next thing it does? It gives amnesty to children of illegal immigrants through the DREAM Act. Talk about something straight from the pit of hell. This And what are they trying to do? So much of what they've tried to do in the past, they're trying to attach this on the National Defense Authorization Bill. What does um, banning homosexuality in the military, um, military hospitals performing abortions... And giving amnesty to children of illegal immigrants through the DREAM Act have to do with the National Defense Bill. But see, that's what they love to do. They love to attach this type of stuff to these types of bills. Because they're slime buckets. I'm sorry. That's what they do. They're slimy. They're like snakes. They're always trying to put stuff into these things. Okay, so the next thing. Amnesty and abortion have nothing to do with the funding of our national defense. They should be vigorously debated at another time. These are not relevant for a defense bill. Well, amen. Uh, This goes on to say, the main goal is to appease, another main goal of this bill, is to appease the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered activists, open border people, illegal aliens, and the abortion industry supporters as a way of bolstering election outcomes. Now let's just break that last sentence down a little bit. Think about this. This is happening right before November elections, right? Okay, who is this bill helping? Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. The most, in the Bible, the two main things that always garnered God's biggest judgment were child sacrifice and when the sodomites and the gays and, and, and all those people took over, okay? We have Sodom and Gomorrah to look at. You have all of the things in the Bible where uh, the, they were sacrificing their children to Molech or Chemosh or whoever. God always, always judged that. He always rained down his fury on that, Okay? When you're doing that, you're at the end of the line as a country. Well, we've had around 50 million abortions in this country since Roe versus Wade. Over a billion, way over a billion worldwide. You've got all that innocent blood crying out from the land globally. Not just in America, but globally. So we've got, we've got to appease the abortion industry because Obama knows that that'll be one of his main supporters. Uh, Everybody that, in the abortion industry, that includes a lot of people like witches and warlocks and new agers and things like that. It's a proven fact that witches and warlocks try to actually own abortion uh, 
um, facilities. Why? Because then they can not only can they make a ton of money off killing little innocent babies, but they can also sacrifice these children to their given god. Uh, some of them use Artemis, some of them use Chemosh, some of them use Moloch, some of them use Lilith. These are literal demonic principalities that rule over and literally um, these people view the sacrifices in the abortion clinics as sacrifices to these gods. Uh, and they're nothing more than fallen angels. Okay, So you've got really three... Uh, You've got the lesbian, gay, transgender you're trying to appease through this bill. You've got all the people behind the abortion industry that would want this bill. So you've got two of the most vile, debauched, debased factions of our wicked society in America being placated and appeased in this devil defense bill appropriation bill. And then you also have all the illegal aliens, all the, all the criminals and things like that that they're laying. I'm not saying they're all criminals, but they're here illegally. They should not be here. You're appeasing them as well. Isn't that amazing? Those are your three... Isn't it, isn't it pretty sad when your three... Um, three of the biggest people that would support you, the Democrats and Obama, are the most vile, wicked people. Now, I'm not saying I don't want them to be saved, okay? I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for their salvation. But the fact remains is this, this is, on the surface, a very vile, wicked sect of... Um, America, that we're dealing with here. And they're the very ones that have to be appeased with this. I just thought that was so ironic, you know. Going further, it says, Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid um, has even joined forces with the weirdo pop singer Lady Gaga to push for the gays in the military. He recently tweeted Lady Gaga, telling her that he views this pro-lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered defense bill. Isn't that kind of weird? A lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered defense bill. He views it as an important vote before the midterm election recess. Why? Because it's going to bolster their support of this. This legislation is dangerous to military morale, readiness, and unit cohesion. Here are some of the negative results that are being ignored in the bill. Number one, a zero-tolerance policy will force straight soldiers out of service or push them into silence. What do you mean, zero-tolerance? That means that you better not utter one word against gays, lesbians, transsexuals, or bisexuals in the military. You better not utter one word against them because you will be dismissed from military duty. That's what is put into this bill. I'm going to prove it in a second. For decades, openly serving gays, lesbians, and bisexuals were justly considered a threat to unit cohesion, morale, and military effectiveness. They still do consider that. Second point, careers will be destroyed and promotions denied to individuals who object to homosexual conduct. This is, again, this is the thought police. You better not think that way. You can't even think certain ways now, or you're going to be, you're out of here. You're gone. Okay? Next point, chaplains will be forbidden to preach from the Bible on homosexual conduct. So I said they're going to have to ban, particularly the King James Bible eventually. Why? Because the King James Bible to them is a, is a, is a book of hate crimes. It condemns the sodomites and, 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 and child killing and a, you know, child sacrifice. And it flat out does. So they can't have that. Now some of the new modern versions, I'm sure that it 
probably promotes it, but or says nothing about it, those will be okay. Then it goes on to say, our military readiness will also be diminished if the 1993 is abolished. Now, it shows a picture of this wonderful, I put this picture in here, of this wonderful Lieutenant General, Thomas Bostick. And um, he is the Deputy Chief of Staff in charge of personal matters for the Army. He admitted that if the gay ban is overturned, anyone who opposes homosexuals will be considered the same as a racist, racist or a bigot and will be ejected from the military if they can't get, get with the program. With an exclamation point. That's a quote from him. Bostic and others will enforce a zero-tolerance policy against any criticism of gay conduct. This is where our military is coming to. Not only are they vaccinating these, these um, men and women to the gills, injecting them with all kinds of poisons and doing all kinds of other experimentation on them, which I can prove, and I will prove, because I'm going to give you a quote from uh, Bill Clinton of the executive order he passed regarding vaccinations. But not only are they doing all that garbage to them, exposing them to depleted uranium. And if you believe, if you don't believe me, get watch the, the uh, DVD called Beyond Treason about depleted uranium over in the Middle East. Not only what it's doing to all the people in the Middle East where it's been used, but what it's doing to our own troops and how they're bringing it home and how their children are deformed and how the children being born over in the Middle East are deformed. This isn't my opinion. It's beyond well documented. And it's not my research. It's there. It's people in the military that have been decimated by this. But again, there's a total media blackout over it uh, because you know of our wonderful uh, government. Okay, this Lieutenant General Thomas Bostick, who incidentally... I, I, I did a little research on him. He was just promoted to his current rank on 311.10. And I got a feeling that he's a lieutenant general. I got a feeling that when he was promoted, there were some things that were probably said to him prior to his promotion where he'd better follow the line if he wants this promotion. It's just my theory. I may be wrong. But, you know, hey, I wanted to throw that in. Anyway, this General Bostic equates those who defend normalcy and oppose sexual deviance in the military with racists. The comments by Bostick are only the latest evidence that President Obama's pro-homosexual Christian discrimination plan for the military will discriminate against normal and religious service members who disagree with his immoral and impractical plan. In other words, we're going to shove this down your throat and you better not say a thing about it or you're out of here. I'm surprised they're not, I mean, I would think, um, I'm surprised they're not threatening them with like court-martial or something, you know? Maybe you, you, you better go before a firing squad. <laughs> you know, you discriminate the gays. You know, that, this is the world we're coming to here. Um, let's see here. So thus, we face the specter that a type of homo supremacy will grow in the ranks. You don't think this is going to get the homosexuals, the bisexuals, the transgender all up in your face? Oh, man. I mean, if you give them this type of leverage, they are going to be, you don't think they're going to be like putting every one of their comrades around them under the microscope? You better not, you better not even give me a bad look, mister. You know? I'll, I'll, I'll get you kicked out, you know? This is, this is the way that the military, this is where we, and, and again, um, you know, it, it's a really sad incredibly sad state of affairs that this is happening. Uh, but this needs to be exposed. And, and there is some, hopefully, some remedies. Prayer is the primary, okay? I would never doubt that. But there's also some other remedies 
and they're going to vote on this next week, okay? And this is something that I have about three different proactive things that you can also do beside prayer regarding this. Uh, let's go further. Open and proud homosexuals and bisexuals will be welcomed into the armed services. Okay, so that's one of the things. And then, while those who would want to defend the faith, Christian faith, tradition, and common sense on the issue, including Bible honoring chaplains, will be shown the door. When General Bostic spoke about don't ask, don't tell, before several hundreds of troops at a recent European command headquarters in Stuttgart, Germany, recently he was quoted. Now I'm going to read you his quote from this wonderful general. You're going to love this. He says, quote, Unfortunately, we have a minority of service members who are still racist and bigoted, and you will never be able to get rid of them all. He said, But these people opposing this new policy will get with the program, and if they can't, they will get out. No matter how much training and education of those in opposition, you're always going to have those that oppose this on a moral and religious grounds, just like we still have racists today. (laughs) I mean, it's just, you, you, you cannot believe the level of depravity that we're dealing with here. Okay, so let's go further. Now, these are strong words. Uh, the strong words take an additional significance from General Lieutenant General Bostic's direct involvement with a Pentagon panel charged with shaping military policy on this issue. Now, <laughs> talk about the fox guarding the hen house. This is the guy that's shaping military policy on this particular issue. And um, Lieutenant General Bostic's twisted comparison which echoes the standard anti-Christian rhetoric of homosexual activists, is in itself an act of bigotry. Opposing people based on their unchangeable skin color, that's bigotry. Defending a time-honored sexual moral code in the military's unique environment is not bigotry. Opposing the celebration of perversion is not hate or prejudice, but it's the right thing to do. The military's long-standing ban on homosexual conduct is rooted in the principles of the Uniform Code of the Military Justice, which also criminalizes adulterous conduct among heterosexuals insofar as it undermines the good order and discipline of the armed forces. In other words, they got to have a brain in their head in the way that they prepared some of these, um, some of the military code of the justice there. Okay, because they realized that homosexuality and bisexuality and transgendered was a threat. Um, and that also adultery was a threat. I mean, how can you be a, let's say, a soldier of honor or valor and be running around on your wife cheating on or whatever? I mean, it doesn't make sense. Well, it's the same holds t- true with the homosexuality. Okay, uh, well, it's, it's demonic. Okay, so Lieutenant General Bostic suggested he would employ the same strict disciplinary standards to provide education and training, quote, that would ensure soldiers, sailors, airmen embrace the new lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered agenda. So just think about, if you're thinking about going into the military, not only are they going to vaccinate you to the gills, okay, and they don't even have to tell you what they're vaccinating you with, and I'm going to prove that in a second. But now you better not open your mouth one bit about their lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered agenda either. Or you're going to have some little gay guy all over you like a cheap suit. 
You know what I mean? It's not going to be pretty. Anyway, I don't mean that in a sexual way. I just mean that, you know, he's going to be all over you trying to get you fired or whatever because you're a bigot or whatever. Give me a break. Okay, now, keep in mind that 1,167 retired general and flag officers have signed a statement opposing the lifting of the ban on homosexuals openly serving in the military. Their views should count. Do you realize that's a, that's a lot of... And there's a link here you can click on about this. These 1,167 retired general and flag officers... You can, you can click on this link. They signed a statement opposing lifting this ban on homosexuals. But, you know, their, their views don't count or whatever. Well, that's the, that's the new world order. So, um, Sen- Senator McCain, and I'm not endorsing Senator McCain, okay, but he plans to lead a filibuster and only needs 41 votes to stop this assault on our military. The lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered abortion supporters, however, need 60 votes to overcome McCain's op- opposition. Or objection. Your senators need to be encouraged to vote with Senator McCain next week. And I give you the link in order to do that. I understand I'm not saying things aren't rigged in the electoral process, but if we sit back and do nothing, that sends a green light to the Illuminati that the sheeple people are ready for takeover. I do believe we're supposed to resist evil primarily through prayer, fasting, these types of things, but also. This is a way that you can't actually say, hey, listen, don't do this. You know, this is insanity. And I give you multiple ways that you can oppose this. Um, Within the PDF to this, and I'll also be sending this out to my email list. Uh, You can help make this right by sending a letter of concern to your two U.S. senators asking them to vote against the repeal of the 1993 gays in the military law and against funding abortion in the military hospitals. Please forward your letter to as many friends as you can. Uh, okay, so then I give you another way to oppose this. Here is another free online opposition to this as well. Senator Reid has announced he will offer the DREAM Act, Senate Bill 729, as an amendment to this defense authorization bill. I mean, they're trying to push so many evil things through on this. I've never seen anything like it. But Reid needs 60 votes to proceed uh, to consideration of the bill. The most effective way to pressure Reed to abandon adding the DREAM Act is to support Senator John McCain's objection to Reed's motion to proceed. And again, it will take 41 votes to maintain McCain's objection. So I give you another resource there you can take action on. You can also call your senators. Here's another one I give you. I give you another uh, organization that's fighting this. And I also give you my three teachings. One's entitled, Americans Declining Morality Exposé. Another teaching I did called Gays, Transgendered, and Genetic Manipulation Exposed. And then another one, Hate Crimes Update, The Gay Agenda, Hirelings, and Judas Goats in the Pulpit. Three lighthearted little studies that you can check into regarding this subject. Uh, Anyway, let's go further. This next article. (laughs) This is a good one. Uh, Brother Guy Consomanjo, who speaks at the British... Science Festival at Aston University, Birmingham on Saturday said, now this is, he's a, he's a Vatican representative, he's the Pope's astronomer, okay? He said, going back to the Middle Ages, the definition of a soul is to have intelligence, free will, freedom to love or not to love, freedom to make decisions. And again, where does he get this definition from? Prying it from the Middle Ages, whatever, okay? It doesn't even make sense. Then he goes on to say, any entity no matter how many tentacles it has, 
has a soul. This is what the Vatican's astronomer has come out this week and said. His big, big, big thing that the Catholic Church is announcing. Any entity, no matter how many tentacles it has. He's like Squidward on Spongebob or something. It has a soul. You know? Should there even be a Vatican mission to outer space? Should there ever be a Vatican mission to outer space? Brother, Consul Manjo might just be the person to lead it. He admits to being a science fiction fan, which got him into astronomy, and says he would be willing to baptize an alien, but only if it asked. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to oppose the Catholic faith on it. So anyway, I just had to throw that in. I mean, it, it was hilarious. And they're actually putting this drivel out, so I said, well, you know, hey. Um, I give you then my teaching called The Vatican Easing Humanity Toward Alien Disclosure. I did a whole teaching on that as well. Okay, now we're going to get into the Gulf situation here because there's a lot to report on. Again, it's just getting worse and worse. Hey, I hate to say it, I wish I could report positive things, but it's not. The, the first report is on a massive fish kill so thick that it looks like a gravel road, but there's no testing to see if it's from the oil spill. Um... BP, with the help of multiple federal agencies, particularly Homeland Security, have openly poisoned the Gulf. From the fish kills to the dispersant being sprayed on humans, the situation has gone from bad to worse. Thousands of dead fish and at least one dead whale were found Monday near Venice Shipping Canal. Immediately, the BP operatives went to work citing oxygen levels and microbes, yet completely ignoring the possibility that this was caused by the toxic dispersant that they have continued to spray the Corexit. Plaquemines Parish President Billy Nungasser said there is no testing going on to determine if it's from the oil spill. Now, you can go and watch the video on this and look at the pictures. It looks like a gravel, it looks like a big, huge, wide gravel road. And you're like, it doesn't even look like a body of water. There's so many dead fish, it's all they're all gray, and it looks like a gravel road. It's really weird looking. But there's so many millions of fish dead, that's, how, that's what it looks like. So, the EPA is letting BP spray a known neurotoxin in the oceans, on the oceans, and the people of the Gulf, and inland too. NOAA is then demanding that scientists keep their mouth shut. The Coast Guard is actually spraying the dispersant. Homeland Security is confiscating samples and notes from multiple independent scientists. Is this really America? Well, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the grand new America that we need, we need to all come and embrace. How? There's another one. Break. This just happened last night. Plackerman's Parish, again, officials in Plackerman Parish are reporting a fish kill in Bayou Robinson. This is the third such fish kill in the parish in recent days. So there was another one after this, and now this is the third one. And I give you all the links to this. Next one. This reporter, entire communities are vomiting blood in Louisiana. Very, very serious situation here. We're going to go ahead and watch this little clip. It's very short. We're going to listen to what they say. And we're going to go ahead and do that now. Okay, we're going to go ahead and listen to this now. And I'll go ahead and play this. Massive, massive uh, uh, disasters happening 
on any given day along the Gulf. Uh, uh, actually, we have uh, Ricky, Dr. Ricky Ott, the marine biologist from Alaska and Exxon Valdez survivor, is going around cataloging the human, human impact, how uh, basically rashes and other health-related problems related to the dispersants are becoming commonplace across the Gulf Coast. People are very, very sick. Uh, literally, uh, in places in Louisiana, there's entire communities where they're vomiting blood. Uh, they're passing blood when they go to the bathroom. Uh, very, very serious situation here. Okay, so why would they be vomiting blood? Well, it's well known, and I've said this in the press, the Corexit uh, 9,500 and the other one that they're using, it's another little different number, 9,537 or something. Uh, they cause rupturing of the red blood cells and the internal organs of the human body. So it's no wonder that they would be vomiting blood and passing blood in their stool because that's what Corexit does. Okay, so this is the... This is the situation that we have going on down here. Now, the next article is um, another one on the Gulf. It says, when looking at a, a load of newly delivered crab, the smell, now this was September 15, 2010, um, the smell knocked us down. This is when they delivered a, a new load of delivered crab. Uh, this was said by St. Bernard Parish seafood dealer, Kevin Hayar, as he told Fox 8 News of New Orleans. Hayar believes the crabs were contaminated with oil. Hayar was in total shock and never had seen anything like this before. Neither had his colleague, who had been in the crab business for 60 years. They contacted the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, which was reported by Fox 8 News, and Hayar said, quote, We got a biologist that was supposed to come here and check the crab. About an hour passed, and he never showed up. So we called the biologist, and he said, my superior stopped me from coming. They're all being put on notice by Homeland Security, the Coast Guard, and whoever else. Don't you dare report on any of this. Don't you dare document any of this, because we want to keep this under as much of a media blackout as possible. Fox 8 added, Harar said, that after more than 24 hours, quote, the catch cannot be tested because all the crabs have since died. Oh, I'm sure they were healthy crabs if they all died within 24 hours. I mean, of course they were loaded with the oil and the Kregs and all the other chemicals that have come up there. But because, isn't that convenient for the biologists that want to test the crabs or, or, or Homeland Security because, well, all the crabs died. And then it says they died already, said another dealer. Harar told Fox 8 News, it's like we can't get help from nobody. End of quote. Wildlife and Fisheries said it will test the crabs if new samples are collected tomorrow. Yeah, but you know what? I'm sure they're going to take a good 24 hours to kind of get out there. I'm sure they'll drag their feet as much as possible. You know, why couldn't they check a dead crab? A dead crab is going to have the exact same stuff in it as a live one if they do it within a reasonable amount of time. It's still going to have all the garbage in it, all the chemicals, but, you know, that's their convenient excuse. St. Bernard Fisherman though, are, are convinced the crabs are full of oil, and they believe the test results will prove their case. Uh, read the report here. You can read the whole thing. I've got links to every single thing we're talking about today, as we always try to provide you links, as to not take my word for it, but to actually go to the source articles and search this thing out for yourself. Next article. Professor says Homeland Security confiscated samples and the notes with insider information on the dispersant. 
in the interest of national security. Now, that's just the headline I'm reading you. You can click on the link and explore it further. Next article says, The Coastal Heritage Society of Louisiana Radio with Kendra Arneson. Uh, she was on the radio, this radio host. Okay, And here's what she said. She's of the Coastal Heritage Society of Louisiana Radio. On September 14th, this is a quote from her transcript. She said, We're having more oil coming in today. There's fish kills everywhere, all over Plaquemines. My understanding is there's a lot of fresh new oil coming in. Oh, but I thought they had it all capped, and there was nothing more coming into the Gulf. Well, if that was the case, why are they having to spray more dispersant, both, you know, all over the place during the night, under the cover of night? It's because they don't have it. I don't believe they have it capped at all. Maybe they got some of it, but they don't have the majority of it. Then she goes on to say, it's not dispersed oil. We're coming back to the red lumpy oil. In other words, it's just like the oil spills just going on. They just can't quite get enough dispersant on there to, to sink it all. And then she goes on to saying, where's that coming from? No one can answer that question for me. Okay, next article. Worst case scenario is happening. Upwelling, bringing the oil from the deep waters to the shallow near the Florida coast. It is disturbing. And that one, most of these have either a video or an audio or a photo connected with it. Next title. Researchers say they found a, quote, field of oil two inches thick spread as far as 70 miles from the wellhead, finding it everywhere we look. Now, I watched the video on this, and they took core samples. They went down there, and they took core samples of the ocean bottom, and you could see two inches thick of oil on a lot of these core samples they're getting up 70 miles out from the wellhead. But, you know, there's no problem. There's no dead zone. Come on. I mean, how could it not kill everything? Let's go further. Next article. Uh, must see. Pilot observes a lot of white, foamy substance never seen before and that none of us could identify from the air. There's a photo there. Next article. New hydrocarbon plume south found south and east of the BP oil blowout just 200 meters below the surface. Entire 40-mile transect measured consistently high methane readings. Now this is air quality, folks. So if you're there breathing this air, um, eventually it is going to have some horrific side effects. And, and, you know, we've gotten into that in many other teachings. Next article. Counselors going door-to-door in the Gulf offering immediate help. They say, we're losing ground, say health local health officials. There's counselors going door-to-door. But it's like this big thing that there's this total media blackout. Next article, C-SPAN. This was on C-SPAN. Ocean Springs Man reports, we're hearing now that all the oil they sunk in the two-mile hole is starting to rise. There's a video with that. So, again, how long did the dispersants last? Oil is lighter than water. Will it eventually come to the surface? I don't really know. I'm not an expert on that thing, but... If that's the case, then what do they have to do? Spray more dispersant on it to sink it again. Yeah. Next article. Um, C-SPAN. This is from C-SPAN. Now we're not talking about some fringe thing. Uh, report of new of suspicious new, quote, monitors that BP is putting on life vests. Nobody really knows what they are. And BP's not telling. So there's another one for you. I wonder what that's all about. Uh, next one, new oil was surfacing and black crude suddenly came ashore. 16 miles of beaches and marshes hit in Louisiana. Remember, this is new oil. 
Oh, but they, it's all capped. Right? Right. Okay, let's go further. Uh, this is from NOAA. Navy's coastal ocean model currents show drifters, evidently oil drifters, from the site of the BP blowout reaching Sarasota, Florida in late August. Next article. Breaking hundreds of thousands of dead crabs, shrimp, and finfish in Louisiana. We can't continue to see these kind of fish kills, say the officials. We could go on and on and on and on about this. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, so, again, you know, I, you know, the Lord provided uh, us a door out of there. And, and I'm very glad, thank God, that we made that decision. Now, I feel terrible for the people that are still there, the remnant. I'm telling you, if there's any way that, that you can get out of there, pray God opens a door for you to get out of there. Because it's not getting better. It seems to be escalating at this point. They're not telling us the truth. They're lying. And they're just going to keep spraying more dispersant to try to keep sinking this stuff. So, again, pray about it. Fast about it. Do whatever you have to. But you, I'm, I'm afraid it's a kill zone down there now. Particularly on, on any of the Gulf Coastal regions. Okay. Next article. This is censored Gulf News. Mutating viruses. Mandatory vaccines loom. Oh, now we really get into the big picture. Uh, this is from September 6th. The Gulf Blue Plague, now remember we talked about this before, a couple teachings back, the Gulf Blue Plague, this, this is what's happening to a lot of the people in the Gulf regions, they're getting like blue lips, they're getting um, all these uh, particular signs of low oxygen because of all these noxious gases that they're breathing, they're not getting enough oxygen, they're also getting the chemicals like hexane and benzene and all these cancer causing things they're breathing in, it's causing all these horrific things. Okay? This is known as the Gulf Blue Plague. It's evolving biologically into a petrochemical military-industrial complex, chemically-induced breeding ground for mutating viruses, making the New, World's Order, the New World Order's mandatory vaccines easier to justify on an unwilling public. So again, they create the problem, and then they give you the solution. Remember... Uh, Agenda 21, the depopulation thing. They want to kill, depending on the figures you believe, anywhere from 40 or anywhere from um, 60 to 95% of the world population. The the Georgia Guidestones, which are the Ten Commandments of the New World Order, state they want to reduce world population to 500 million. Well, this is a great way to start that process, particularly if you live in this particular region. And so... We talked a lot about these mutating viruses that the, that the environment, and the teaching we did, uh, the second teaching before last, uh, you go two back. Um, we talked a lot about in that teaching how the, the Gulf is becoming an absolute total breeding ground for these mutant viruses. So if you want to know more about that, listen to that teaching. Which would make the New World Order's mandatory vaccines easier to justify on an unwitting public. Vaccines are considered by many scientists and medical professionals as the weapons, as the true weapons of mass destruction. Mandatory flu vaccines are being promoted by the organized demons that created this year's risk of a super flu, according to Dr. Len Horowitz. That was a quote from him. For four months, the um, petro-military-industrial complex, otherwise known as the PMIC, has continued poisoning and gassing Gulf region residents with an unprecedented amount of Corexit's chemical compound, 2-butyl-ethanol, butyl-XC-ethanol. 
and again, that's just one of the chemicals, okay? Which is poisonous to human blood, kidneys, liver, and central nervous system. Eventually, Corexit also ruptures red blood cells, causing internal bleeding. Well, it's no wonder people are, are vomiting blood and, and passing it out of, of the stools, because that's what Corexit does. The PMIC is ensuring that millions of residents are poisoned, fulfilling Agenda 21 population scheme. Corexit spraying continues to this day, blown further inland by the tropical storms and hurricane winds. One of the two men who sounded the alarm about the looming high death tolls, one of them is already dead, Matt Simmons. Remember he had that mysterious heart attack? Mm, Imagine that. And then the other is whistleblower. Of course, I can't say they're only one of two. There's a lot of people that are blowing the alarm. Whistleblower is Hugh Kaufner, is the other individual who warned about millions of people anticipated to perish due to the genocidal acts against Americans in the Deep South and in Florida. Now, it is reported that the Gulf of Mexico is a biological time bomb that is undoubtedly evolving into a chemically induced breeding ground for mutating viruses. All the aspects exist in the Gulf right now and have been established for over three months. Their ongoing manipulated evolution into a viral plague or viral epidemic is evident, yet has been totally ignored. Since the H1N1 swine flu vaccine, which has been now proven to be a totally fraudulent conspiracy involving a fake pandemic. Remember all those those teachings we did last year? Well, that was a bunch of garbage. It was a fake pandemic from the very beginning. And, and, you know, it's just been proven now. But since then, numerous medical professionals, scientists, and journals have written about the looming threat of coming forced vaccinations. Even though that was totally exposed as a fraud, Now, there's been numerous medical professionals, scientists, and journals have written about the looming threat of forced vaccination. On July 21st, now this was a slide in my avian flu presentation, I give you all the links to that in here as well. On July 21st, 2004, President Bush signed the $5.6 Project BioShield into law. Under Project BioShield, the government can impose mandatory vaccinations on Americans while simultaneously declaring martial law on any emergency, real or imagined. I give you the link to the whitehouse.gov website if you want to check it out more. Project BioShield, good old President Bush signed in 2004, can impose mandatory vaccinations on Americans. On June 10th, 2009, Stephen Ledman wrote, U.S. federal law should concern all Americans and suggest what may be coming, which is mandatory vaccinations for hyped non-existent threats like the H1N1 swine flu. But what if there's a real threat? What if what if this thing in the Gulf really does do what they say it's going to do? And it turns into this perfect greeting, well it already is, perfect breeding ground for these mutant viruses. What if they've really, really got a threat this time? Because really with the swine flu it was a joke. But if they really got a threat, then they can really put a lot of pressure on people. You better take this vaccine. What, do you want to infect everyone else? What kind of animal are you? will be the cry that goes up because it'll look like, oh, we don't care about anyone else. It's garbage. Vaccines and drugs like Tamiflu endanger human health but are hugely profitable to the drug companies. That was a quote by Stephen Ledman of, uh, uh, on his article, Reading Americans for Dangerous Mandatory Vaccines. President Bush secretly signed as part of a 2006 Defense Appropriations Act the Public Readiness and Emergency 
Preparedness Act, letting HHS Secretary declare any disease, an epidemic, or national emergency requiring mandatory vaccination. So again, we've got all these things that have already been set into law, and they're just waiting to be implemented. The underlying, and again, when I did that tour in 05 for the avian flu uh, killer of millions tour that I did, one of the main reasons I did that was to sound the alarm to the public so that people would get educated on this issue and hopefully the Spanish flu of 1918-1919 would not repeat itself, which killed anywhere from 50 to 100 million people worldwide and most of that was created from the vaccinations that they used. And we proved that unequivocally in the teaching. And I give you a link to the teaching here. You can go watch it. You can actually Google it on YouTube. You can actually watch the real thing on, on YouTube if you want to um, you know, see me talk or whatever. Um, anyway, you can actually see the actual teaching I did in Topeka on there. Anyway, that teaching is as relevant today as it was back then. But I did the tour because I really believe I was heavily convicted by God that this was going to become one of the main ways they were going to kill us off and try to inject us with essentially poisons. And at this point, there's no guarantee they're not putting microchips in the vaccines, and we've proven this in the past. So there's all kind of horrific things in the vaccines, and we've documented that many times in the past. Also now the potential for microchips. Also now the potential for tainted DNA in the vaccines. So... Satan is trying to defile us any way, shape, or form. And the vaccines are one of the most direct ways he can get something directly into our bloodstream. Which, to him, if you were Satan, would be one of the most direct ways you could take a human being out. Okay, so let's go further here. Uh, Daniel Taylor writes, The global elite has launched a worldwide operation against an unaware population to reduce and control fertility, vaccines, and even stable food crops have been modified to achieve these goals. Okay, and then I give you the link to the my presentation there. You can look at that if you want to. And then, next article. Australia bans the flu vaccine for children after convulsions and seizures. Well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. At least they did it. After dozens of children showed up in Australian hospitals with convulsions, vomiting, and seizures, following the wonderful seasonal flu vaccines, the Australian government took the unprecedented step of banning the flu vaccine for children there. The real kicker, though, is that the children started having convulsions two weeks before the ban. But Australian health authorities ignored them, insisting that the vaccine was safe, causing it to be injected and even yet to more babies. Two weeks later, with dozens more children experiencing convulsions, and who knows how many thousands actually being harmed in less obvious ways, the Commonwealth Chief Health Officer, Professor Jim Bishop, finally announced the vaccination ban. Remember, health authorities in Australia, the UK, and the United States, and everywhere else have relentlessly insisted that the flu vaccines are perfectly safe and can't possibly harm anyone. In the U.S., the FDA has given approval to the very same flu vaccine that they just banned in Australia. So where do you see what's going to happen? Oh, there'll be a media blackout, but there'll be some stories that get out. Um, And the CDC has insisted that all children in the USA, regardless of age, should now be injected with the very same vaccine. 
They want to kill the children. Satan wants to get to the children. That's who he really likes to get to because they're at their most impressionable. They're at their most, you know, the time of greatest innocence. If he can defile them at the earliest possible age then and, and kill them preferably, well then he's, he's accomplished his, his task. He wants to always defile and kill innocence. So now we've got a vaccine that Australia has banned, but the USA somehow says it's safe enough to inject into a six-month-old infant. How many convulsing babies will it take in the U.S. before American parents realize the truth about the flu vaccines? And I give you the link to the article if you want to um, go into that further. Next article. Family just won $1.5 million in an autism vaccine payout. Um, the family of Hannah Poling, a nine-year-old girl, is to receive compensation from the U.S. federal government for health problems associated with routine childhood vaccinations, reports CBS News. I'm surprised they even let this come out, mainstream news. But every once in a while you get a leak here and there. As well as receiving a payout of $1.5 million, the family will receive $500,000 per year to pay for the child's care. But while the CBS reports that there are 48 other, 4,800 4,800 other cases of the same type that are awaiting settlement in federal vaccine court, Hannah's case may be a, they said a one-off. How, how, what a crass way of saying it. A one-off? Like a one-time deal? Uh, she's going to be a one-off. We're not going to pay out anymore. She began showing signs of autism with accompanying scream, screaming fits after she'd been vaccinated against nine diseases in July of 2000 at the age of 18 months. Stuff happens all the time. I worked with a guy, and both his kids went autistic literally either the day after or within days of receiving the last vaccine that they got. And he was a chiropractor like me. We're told better. He went to the same chiropractic college I did. And, we're, and we, we should know, we, we're told in there at least that. They don't teach a lot about nutrition. But they did say, teach us that vaccines were wrong, they were just terrible. He got his kids vaccinated. Guess what? They both go autistic. He's got two autistic kids. There are whole support groups for parents that have children that go autistic after a given amount of vaccines. I mean, it might not happen the first one. Their, body, their little bodies can handle a little bit of poison, some. But then they get to a point where they're, they've got you know their 20th vaccine. I think it's like 24 now, schedule. And they get to a point where their little bodies can't take it anymore, and they get that last injection of poison, and then they go autistic on them. Autism wasn't even wasn't even around until the modern day advent of, of vaccinations. It wasn't even heard of. And that's just one of the things it causes. Well, hey, when you got heavy metals, mercury in the form of thimerosal, you've got all this this garbage in the vaccines. They're they're just so they're they're just horrific. They grow a lot of these vaccines off disease monkey kidneys, green Reese's monkey kidneys, and things of this nature. You've got all of this garbage in the vaccines. You've got all these preservatives in the vaccines, and you eject them straight into the bloodstream. Causes a massive autoimmune response. You've got aluminum in the vaccines, mercury. And our bodies don't know what to do, so it causes a massive autoimmune reaction. And this is what causes a lot of these neurologic problems that goes on. But again, there's a total media blackout. Or pretty much. Okay, next article. Navy is to test its ability to vaccinate masses in a pandemic. So the military is really wanting to up 
and get their get their game on here. So this is from the Virginian pilot, September 15th, out of Norfolk, Virginia. It starts out by saying, it may be part of an exercise, but have no doubt. The needles in the simulated pandemic flu scenario are real, and so are the deltoids of thousands of sailors, the deltoids being the shoulder muscle that they inject the vaccines into. So are the deltoids of thousands of sailors to be immunized in the coming days as part of a test for the Navy's capacity to surge huge quantities of vaccines into its workforce. Did you know, that this is from my, my, I wanted to put this in here because it's very appropriate. This is from my PowerPoint presentation on the avian flu. Did you know former President Clinton quietly signed Executive Order 13139 on September 30th, 1999? This order requires military personnel to receive experimental vaccines not approved by the FDA and denies the soldiers the right to refuse or even to be provided with informed consent of what they're receiving. You think they don't own you if you're in the military? You have no rights over your own body. You have no rights now even to your own thinking processes. If this gay lesbian uh, thing gets put through that we just talked about, military, I'm telling you, is not a place you want to be. Every military exercise gets a name, typically by shortening keywords and condensing the spaces between them. The first phase of this operation is called Panfluex, short for Pandemic Flu Exercise. And it begins today, I guess when the day we announced there, was it September 15th? Yeah, September 15th. Okay. And it begins today when nurses and corpsmen from Portsmouth Naval Medical Center will fan out to local military medical clinics. Their goal is to vaccinate about 6,000 mission essential personnel within a 48-hour period. Primarily, the first part of the exercise is getting healthcare workers vaccinated. Yeah, we got to make sure they've got all that nice disease flowing through them and and garbage. Get Get them decimated first, said Rebecca Perrone. Of course, I added that in said Rebecca Perona, a spokeswoman for the medical center. She says, if it were the real thing, we would get 60,000 doses and have 48 hours to administer them. Ultimately, some 60,000 active duty personnel working at shore commands will receive flu vaccines as part of the Panfluex. That's a little less than half the doses the medical center plans on administering this year. The rest will go to military family members. Can't leave them out, you know. In the exercises, three final phases, medical personnel won't wait for patients to come to them. Corpsmen and nurses will head to local bases and commands to set up miniature clinics. They will attempt to inoculate 20,000 people in a 20-hour period. 24-hour period. Okay, next article here. Uh, Vaccine deaths and injuries skyrocket as cover-up implodes. Uh, Cases of debilitating illness, soft-kill side effects, and instant deaths as a result of vaccines across the world are now skyrocketing as the see this is the one thing about it is that it's what they're doing is becoming more and more flagrant and as it becomes more and more flagrant it's a little it's harder and harder and harder for them to impose a total media blackout because there's going to be a certain amount of word of mouth about these things and i mean this type of information tends to be the type of information that will spread very very quickly you know word of mouth negative word of mouth information always spreads more quicker than positive word-of-mouth information. That's a proven fact, pretty much. I mean, at least across the board. So, uh, these deaths 
and the cover-up of the deadly inoculations implodes, and more and more people are becoming ever more suspicious about what is being injected into them by health authorities who have proven that they cannot be trusted. The implosion of the vaccine cover-up is sure to discourage more patients from vaccinating their children in the coming months. I pray to God it does. That's why we're doing this. We don't want these little children to be poisoned and defiled with this, with this poison. Uh, with the swine flu shot now being combined with the regular seasonal flu jab. Oh, so I don't know if you knew that. The, the swine flu now is being, they've all incorporated it into one shot. Why? Because the New World Order wants to make it ultra convenient for you, and they know there's going to be a less amount of people that will go and get two shots as opposed to just getting it all done with one. A recent Rasmussen poll found that 52% of Americans were concerned about the safety of vaccines. That's good. I hope it's accurate. As we approach the start of school and college terms, where many children and teenagers will be required to take shots before they contend, a global revolt against dangerous vaccines is brewing following a series of cases where children have been killed as a direct result of inoculations. A measles vaccination program in India was halted after four children died almost immediately after receiving the shot. Four children died within minutes of receiving a vaccine for measles. This was reported on Saturday by MedGuru. Uh, Indian newspapers carried eyewitness accounts of what happened. The four children were reported to have fainted soon after they were vaccinated, and witnesses reported seeing the children's eyes roll back in their head as they began to have seizures. Reports, uh, I guess the newspaper or the news periodical, the Blitz. Furious villagers reacted to the tragedy by going on a rampage, attacking health workers and holding governmental doctors hostage. Over in India, when this stuff happens, they burn stuff down and kill people. They don't mess around in India when this happened. I'm, I got a report about this uh, long ago on a polio vaccine they used over there. They did the same thing. So, and then the next part. Health professionals and doctors with governmental ties were also blamed in Finland and Sweden after an H1N1 program was halted following a 300% increase in cases of the neurological disorder narcolepsy among children and young people who had received a shot over the last six months. According to Carrie Lankin, head physician at the Finnish uh, Medicines Agency, doctors were complicit in the hiding of the link between the swine flu shot and the narcolepsy and so and did so to advance their careers. Meanwhile, concerned mothers whose daughters have been injured or killed by the Gardasil vaccine have put together a website. Yes, Gardasil's killed girls. It's also caused genital warts which is what it's supposedly you're vaccinating against, right? Yeah, that's what Gardasil's for, genital warts, HPV virus, right? Human papillomavirus. Well, it actually causes human papillomavirus. So when your little girls get their Gardasil shot, turn up with genital warts, you'll know why. Yeah, and it's also killing little girls, taking it, and also sterilizing them. Well, that's what Satan's agenda is, sterilize, kill, destroy. You know, um, they these uh, concerned mothers whose daughters have been injured or killed by the Gardasil vaccine have put together a website that documents the truth about. And I give you a link to the website here. It's it's all uh, everything I'm giving you is linked. It documents the truth about how the vaccine has killed and injured thousands of girls since it was since it was introduced in 2006. 
Thousands of teenagers have suffered adverse reactions, and at least 71 have died from the Gardasil vaccine since the HPV program was launched four years ago. The global vaccine cover-up took a massive blow after it was confirmed that the 2009 swine flu outbreak was, as predicted from, as we said, a contrived scam centered around making vast amounts of profits for the pharmaceutical sorcery companies while endangering the health of public officials. The reason I say that is I've done a whole teaching on the pharmaceutical companies and how the word pharmaceuticals is essentially a pharmacy. Um, pharmakia is the root word for sorcery in the New Testament. It literally is the root word for sorcery. And again, People that are involved in witchcraft know that psychedelic drugs or these mind-altering drugs are very much essential in order to um, get them to where they need to be from a demonic standpoint, in order to get them to be from uh, casting a spell, witchcraft, curses. And it's very much integrated into witchcraft. So let's go further here. As we reported earlier this year, Chair of the Council of Europe Subcommittee on Health, Wolfgang... I wish my name was Wolfgang. Don't you love that name, Wolfgang? you got to love that name. Anyway, Wolfgang Wudarg. What a name. His investigation in the 2009 swine flu outbreak found that the pandemic was a fake hoax manufactured by the pharmaceutical companies in league with the World Health Organization. Imagine that. Woodard said that the governments were threatened by special interest groups within the pharmaceutical industry as well as the World Health Organization to buy the vaccines and inject their populations without any reasonable scientific reason for doing so. Woodard said there was no explanation for what happened um, than the fact that the WHO, or the World Health Organization, worked in cahoots with the pharmaceutical industry to manufacture the panic in order to generate vast profits that and that the entire farce was a total hoax. Well, not only that, they got to, you know, mess up a lot of people, defile their DNA, probably cause a lot of deaths, those types of things, cause a lot of seizures and autoimmune pro- problems. Um, Professor Ulrich Kyle, who is the director of the World Health Organization's Collaborating Center for Epidemiology, also slammed the swine flu epidemic as an overblown angst campaign devised in conjunction with major drug companies to boost profits for vaccine manufacturers. As the Natural News reporter Mike Adams said, several members of the Emergency Committee expert panel that advised the WHO during the flu vaccine scare were, were receiving financial support from the pharmaceutical manufacturers either during or prior to the epidemic. You know, it's one big corrupt, you know, one paying off another, another paying off another bunch of garbage is, is, is what you're dealing with. It's all about the money. So, both the H1N1 and the seasonal flu shots have been linked with a number of different side effects across the globe, including Guillain-Barre syndrome as well as dystonia, which is a paralyzing neurological disorder. The seasonal flu vaccine has also been linked with convulsions and seizures in under five-year-olds. Well, it's not just confined to under five. But anyway, many batches of the swine flu vaccine included squalene, and mercury among their ingredients, two substances that have been directly connected with the explosion of autism among children. 
Remember what we just talked about before about autism? As well as other diseases. Individuals within the government and the military were privileged to receive to receive additive-free shots that did not include these substances. German Chancellor Angela Merkel and governmental ministers, as well as German soldiers, were among those who received the so-called friendly version of the vaccine. Now, in order to head off legal claims for the side effects caused by the swine flu vaccination program, the U.S. government provided vaccine makers with blanket immunity before the shots were even dispersed. So, see, our wonderful U.S. government provided the vaccine, pharmacia, sorcery-driven vaccine makers with blanket legal immunity before the shots were ever dispersed. So, you can't sue them. You better get the shot, but, you, but you, you'll never sue us. That's why I think they said that last thing they were going to pay out to the autism victims is a one-off. Because, you know, <laughs> they're not going to pay. They might pay in one case, but that's it. They're done. Citing concerns over safety, Prime Minister Donald Tusk and Health, Health Minister Iwa Kopez, with the broad support of the public, ensured that Poland was the only country in the world to completely reject the H1N1 vaccine. And isn't it weird how they had their, was it their president, died in that plane wreck real super mysteriously, and he had resisted a lot of the New World Order stuff trying to be imposed on him? I wonder if that had anything to do with his death. Hmm. Going further, it says, we are making this decision, this is the Polish government saying this, we are making this decision only in the interest of the Polish patient and taxpayer. Tusk said, we will not take part because it's not honest and it's not safe for the patient. In the 2008 trial for the bird flu vaccine, three Polish doctors and six nurses faced criminal charges after the vaccine killed 21 homeless people who were participating in the test. The Czech Republic rejected a swine flu vaccine produced by pharmaceutical manufacturer Baxter after the company was caught shipping vaccines contaminated with the deadly live H5N1 avian flu virus to 18 countries by a lab at the Australian branch of Baxter. Now, I reported on that extensively. They actually had the live H5N1 avian flu virus. Now, that's what I talked about in my 2005 tour. That sucker kills you anywhere from 60 to 70% of the time if you get it. That's been the kill rates. Not a lot of people have died from it worldwide, but if it were to ever mutate and become readily transmissible, patient to patient, H5N1 has over a 60% kill rate. And they contaminated the vaccines with it. Oh, by accident. We didn't didn't know that that... Sneaky little H5N1 was going to get into our vaccines. We had no idea. I believe it was God that that headed that one off at the pass because if that would have got out, that could have been an absolute pandemic of epic proportions. Given the routinely stated goal on behalf of the mega-rich foundations that fund vaccinations, the vaccination programs in the world, such as Bill and Melinda Gates, the Rockefellers, I mean, you know, they, they want our best interests, right? Uh, to use vaccines as a way of sterilizing the planet's populations as part of the global eugenic soft-kill assault on humanity, it's unsurprising that as more people become aware of this agenda, uh, take-up take up rates of new as well as seasonal vaccines continue to decline. In other words, more people are refusing this. As Juron 
Masson recently documented in an InfoWars exclusive. In its 1968 yearly report, the Rockefeller Foundation acknowledged funding the development of a so-called anti-fertility vaccines and their implementation on a mass scale. The program was then launched by a group that was created under the auspices of the World Health Organization, the World Bank, and the UN Population Fund, entitled the Task Force on Vaccines for Fertility Regulation. In the 1990s, the WHO was mired in controversy after distributed a tetanus vaccine to poor girls and women in third world countries that was contaminated with HCG, otherwise known as human chorionic gonadotrophin, a hormone that induces involuntary abortion. How convenient for them. During, so in other words, it caused, it caused um, these women that had got it to abort their babies. During a TED conference this year, Bill Gates openly stated that vaccines would be used to lower the Earth's population in the name of combating climate change. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is one of the major funders of vaccine research and production in the third world. Warning the global population was heading toward 9 billion, Gates said, quote, If we really do a great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health care services, meaning abortion, we could lower that perhaps by 10 to 15 percent, meaning lower the projected $9 billion, $9 billion population uh, that's projected. So he's saying right here, Bill Gates is saying that if we do a really good job on new vaccines that sterilize and kill people, and healthcare that kills people, and reproductive health services, abortion that kills babies, we could lower the nine billion dollar, the nine billion people projected uh, global population, well by by perhaps ten to fifteen percent. That's good old Bill Gates. How an improvement in healthcare and vaccines that was supposedly to save lives would lead to a lowering of global population is a totally contradictory statement. Unless Gates was referring to vaccines that sterilize people, which is precisely the same method advocated by White House science czar John P. Holdren's 1977 textbook, Echo Science, which calls for a dictatorial planetary regime to enforce draconian measures of population reduction via all manner of oppressive techniques, including sterilization. Uh, let's see here. Almost done here. Do influenza vaccines really work? This is a reasonable question. A rigorous look at the best scientific evidence, however, reveals that influenza vaccines are useless in 99% of people who get vaccinated. And that's if you believe the vaccine industry's own studies. In reality, the real rate of effectiveness is much lower. Today I bring you a detailed analysis of the available scientific evidence which reaches some of rather startling conclusions. Number one, influenza vaccines don't, re- don't reduce hospitalizations and they don't reduce lost work days due to sickness. Two, influenza vaccines don't stop influenza transmission. Three, the evidence in favor of influenza vaccines working is, very, is quite slim. 100%, 100 people must be vaccinated to reduce influenza symptoms in just one person. There's more, much more in this fascinating story. I give you the link to click on there because it's just too much to get into. Next article. Flu shot may be mandatory for all healthcare workers. All healthcare personnel should be required to get vaccinated against influenza. According to a new policy statement from the American Academy of Pediatrics, the authors from the AAP's Committee on Infectious Diseases said that influenza vaccines are needed to protect patients 
and that the healthcare personnel have an ethical and professional obligation to be immunized. What a, what a bunch of sick devils. This world is it's just getting sicker by the day. I'm sorry to, to report this to you, but unfortunately this is the day and time we live in. And again, you know, to be praying about it more than anything. I uh, got this from um, a listener, Eric. Uh, he says, as an employee here at Cleveland United Nations Loving Clinic, he put the United Nations Loving Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, I have access to a special deal. That's right, a free flu shot. This year, I can be, quote, protected against influenza A, B, and H1N1, all in one injection. Paid for by the architects of evil themselves. What a deal. Actually, it's probably the American public footing the bill in some international monetary fund banking scheme. Great point. Anyway, here's a screenshot from behind the corporate firewall. I couldn't get the screenshot up here. I tried. I couldn't do it. Uh, anyway, it showed the Cleveland Clinic garbage that they were saying to their healthcare workers. He says, I can get this heavy metal poisoning shot directly into my bloodstream at any of five convenient locations, as well as a deluxe dose of other various unnatural substances, of course. And all the winter long, I can be a good sheeple and a good walking billboard. That is, until my mind and body are completely rendered inoperable. It's shaping up to be a great flu season already. <laughs> anyway... He said, God bless anyways. Um, anyway, I thought that was hilarious. He said, "He says, I don't know if you should put that up there. It's it's not, he says it's rather sarcastic. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I think this stuff, you, you, you almost have to be sarcastic about some of this stuff. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, okay. Government to overhaul bioterror pandemic flu plans. Acknowledging that the development of medical countermeasures against bioterrorism threats and pandemic flu is lagging. See, they're not being aggressive enough with their vaccine protocols. Federal authorities Thursday announced a $1.9 billion makeover of the system for identifying and manufacturing drugs and vaccines for public health care emergencies. This is why I'm saying one of the reasons we're presenting this is not only that you can pray fast about it, prepare, get your families ready, but also to know that you cannot look to the government, to Big Brother pharmaceutical industry in any way, shape, or form to protect you, whether it be now or in the future. You need to look to the Lord Jesus Christ in regard to these matters and see what way He will lead you. Because I'm pointing out the obvious, that this is pure evil, and that they just want you dead. So you can't think that... You can't think that you can be dependent upon them in any way, shape, or form, particularly in the days and times we're coming. Um, The Bible says in Revelation, Wherefore, come out from among her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her plagues. Okay? And and this is the the whole, um, I believe, the whole Babylonian cursed system that we have set before us. Wherefore, come out from among her, my people that ye be not partakers of her plagues. This is a plagued, cursed, evil system. So you better seek God on how he would have you come out of her. Because if you're dependent upon her, you're going to um, have a really, really rude awakening and a horrific time ahead. Um, So let's go further here. The overhaul... 
includes refinements to manufacturing aimed at shaving weeks off the time it takes to produce a, a pandemic flu vaccine, and a series of steps aimed at more quickly spotting promising scientific discoveries and getting them to market. We aren't generating enough new products, said Health and Human Service Secretary Kathleen Sebelis, citing leaks and choke points and dead ends. See, they're not getting enough of these poisons into us. In the medical development pipeline, um, money for the changes comes from funds initially allocated for the totally bogus H1N1 flu pandemic. Among other things, the effort would provide $822 million for upgrades to speed up production of pandemic flu vaccines. See, they don't care that this is killing all these people. They don't care of all that. They want this to happen. They're only stepping up. You would think with the reports we're giving and things like that, they'd be like, oh, okay, we got it. No, 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 no. They're getting more more blatant, more out in the open. They want their, it's almost like they want their gender to be known. They're not shrieking back. They're stepping it up. 80, uh, $822 million in upgrades to speed up production of pandemic flu vaccines. And another $678 million would be used to set up at least one private facility that would work under the government contract with small companies to manufacture new products and develop new manufacturing processes that help vaccines during periods of peak demand. Okay, that's all the time we have for today. Um, I'm going to have to, I've got 14 more pages to go. I'm going to have to try to roll it into next week's study. Just can't cover it all anymore. Uh, We'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and this time you've given us, Lord. We praise you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. Um, I pray, Lord God, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord, in any way, shape, or form, uh, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, Lord. Um, I do pray, God, that inasmuch as our enemies, Lord God, are, are against us in plotting these things, I pray, God, those of them that can be saved would be saved, Lord God, that your fear would be upon them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And... Uh, that, Lord God, whatever it takes to get them saved, I pray. But if it be not the case, Lord God, I do pray, God, for your intervention regarding these things. I do pray to God you protect your remnant in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray to God you protect your remnant. I do pray that we would be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming on this world and to stand before the Son of Man. Um, we praise you, Lord. Um, The Bible says in Psalm 64, Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret of the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of laying of snares privily. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them in the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. So they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him. And all the upright hearts shall glory. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And also I want to thank um, uh, my listeners for your prayers, for uh, the support you've given to this ministry um, so much. I, I, I just praise the Lord Jesus Christ for you and, and thank God for you and I'm praying for you. And um, we'll hopefully see you again next week. God bless you.